here we are, night a long time, no here, right, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's nice to have you with me. <laughs> this is Jimmy Epod. <laughs> Right into it, baby. Woo-hoo. Why not? Why so, not? Uh, yeah, long time no track. We're back on track, baby. Um, let's talk about the winery show. You went and saw. We talked all about the chain show and chain fest and all that stuff last okay. week. Okay. And we touched a little bit that you had seen the band at the winery show. But tell me about the winery show. Okay, this was cool. So, um, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, we'll go to the. We'll, let's start at the winery. <laughs> okay. So the show was Paso Robles. I I had asked a few people. I don't. I didn't reach out to the Facebook group. Although there were some, uh, I think a guy Craig. I know we talk about Craig Manning all the time, but this other guy Craig <laughs> on the Facebook group had posted a video, and he was. I was just out of frame of his video. Um, oh wow! But here's here's how we we did this. So we're part. Of, <laughs> I feel like we're part of a wine club. Um, we but we are. <laughs> And it's the only wine club we're a part of because we like this wine. And they have the opportunity of you can stay at their location if you just bring home a certain amount of wine. So Lindsay's like, let's make a whole day out of this. Awesome. So we got, yeah, we ended up getting a whole case. Um, and and then we, at, that had earned us um, accessibility to their, like one of their three rooms that they have on the property. And we ended up finding... Uh, it was so hard finding tra- the transportation there. We found a woman that was willing to drive us out there that worked for Uber. Dude. And she gave us her information to get back. Um, so she got us out there. I wanted to get out there super early. Uh, I And again, I should also note that I had very much persuaded, strong-armed Lindsay into getting pit tickets because she's like, <laughs> I don't know about that. And I was like, you're going to love it. So we got the pit tickets. Um we were eating some food, and I was like, I, I'm too nervous to eat. I got to get down there. There was like 10 people up front. <laughs> I needed to go make friends with some people. Um, and so we went down there, and then she finished up the food and all that stuff and got down to the bottom. I asked if I could stay. There was a spot right in front of Jim. I asked this girl to my right if I could um, if I could take that spot. She said, yeah, sure. And what nice. was wild was we were talking about the chain uh, chain reaction show, yeah. And she goes, I, she had followed them from San Francisco down here. She was going down to San Diego. Oh, no, I think she was going back home to Arizona for a day and then coming back out. Right before the beaches came on, she, you start hearing her scream. She's on the phone. And we all realized, we all looked at each other, all of us, and, she, and we go, they got the tickets. So she had a friend in line who got tickets to the chain. Oh, so rad. She, yeah, so she, was, she found out just then on that Tuesday evening. Did you pitch the pod? I did not. Uh, Lindsay oh, did man. though. Lindsay did. Oh, okay. So I mean, she, I mean, I don't like to to peddle our wares too much. It's you know, it's not. <laughs> I should I should have worn the damn the the shirt, but I ended up wearing a different shirt. And well, thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, I think I wore my Weezer shirt. My uh, ride or die. <laughs> that's me. Ride or die. Are you one of those? You don't wear the the shirt nope. for the band. No, you're and you know what? That's gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna ask that question. I don't. I don't think it's right to wear the the band that you're seeing it's just it's like bad juju and so we were up front got there and and as i described in an interview last week it did it, it i was surprised the beaches like it started filling in by the time taking back sunday got on really started filling in but there were still some gaps 
by the time Jimmy Eat World came on, it's like you couldn't go to the bathroom. Don't even chance it. And I, <laughs> the fact that I was within sweat range of Jim, I was so excited. Oh yeah, man. And they had a six set list. I think they opened with Futures, the only song that uh Lindsay didn't know. And that was, intro, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had the little that that uh floaty little intro thing. Yeah. Um very brief. Like though. the bridge is the intro, yeah. Yeah, but it was very brief, and they just kind of jumped into it after that. Uh the only song that Lindsay didn't know was No Sensitivity, which was great to hear. I'd never heard that one live. So yeah, dude. They had no sensitivity. Uh, everything else was great. Uh, my favorite song. Just looking at the set list again. Uh, I'm cheating like Jed did. Uh, let's see. Was for me. This is heaven. Loved hearing that live. It just yeah. put me in a mood. And oh yeah, man. Right. Uh, you know, I know they got to they got to end on a big song like the middle. But the fact that I heard sweetness and I heard Night Drive for the first time. So another futures track. Oh, that's cool. So Lindsay knew it after I described it. She goes, I didn't know this one, but then I. I mentioned i said this is you know this is on the lat the latter half of the uh of futures and uh and then they had sweetness after that and it was like it's perfect i love this i could have done without the middle but it was a fun way to end it was it and i was surprised yeah. they didn't do an encore i mean is this a new thing yeah i'm not sure what that's about and everybody seems to be hung up about it uh i'm, I'm so okay used with to it, it. Yeah, uh, like I think of uh, i don't think blink did an encore when they were doing their uh their residency in vegas yeah and it was also like i guess i did think about it i was like oh they're just gonna end it now huh because uh you know there's no uh you know there's no song after damn it there's no song after <laughs> the middle <laughs> right, it, right does weezer have one that they always close with like oh, i want to say it's it's um it's not is it buddy holly i want to say it's buddy holly and like and like that's yeah it. that's you, it you're like you oh, okay this holly, is they're gonna turn the end. lights on after this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay there's no second encore. No <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. That makes sense. They've done a so, second yeah. encore, but it was with uh, Buddy Holly as the second one. You know, like that kind oh, of a thing. Oh, that's funny, so yeah. They wait for the, for the end. I'm trying to think. I think there was only one show I've ever been to, and I can't think of what band it was, where they actually find, like the crowd actually got them to come back out and play more songs. And I, I don't remember at this point what band that was, but I remember one time I was like, holy shit, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, that was an amazing show. Uh, and I'm glad that I got to experience. I mean, talking, we talked last episode about just being not getting hung up on other people's uh, fortunes. Yes. And, and because it's like what we, you have to take into account what you got. And so the fact that I had that show um, in, in such a beautiful place. You know, and it was uh, that was very I was very fortunate to have experienced that with Lindsay. Now, when Lindsay peddled the pod. Yeah. Pardon me for going back to that. Had this person heard the show or no? No, they did not hear the show. They didn't even know that we existed. So apparently we're doing poorly on our wow. marketing. Our SEO. Yes. Is the SEO is terrible. In the garbage uh, in the bin, as they say. <laughs> I'm going to do well, it right cool. now. Jimmy Eat World podcast. And I bet you it's going to be Jim's thing that pops up, right? Yep, there's this yeah, pass-through, right. pass-through. But do we come up? NME, Rolling Stone? Uh, no, we're not. You know what? There we are. We're right in the middle. So we're, Oh, I think, that's the perfect place to be. <laughs> we're ranking up, David. We are ranking up. So right after Jim's pass-through. Yeah, I literally, if uh, on my 4K monitor, if I scroll down, the <laughs> next entry is us. Okay, wow, you got a lot of results on that 4K monitor there, baby. Uh, I have, I have uh, three videos. Then a view all link, then three links to podcasts, 
uh, that are uh, horizontally uh, organized. <laughs> yeah. And then an NME link, a Rolling Stone link, a, a podcast Apple link, which has a sub like a uh, like a yeah. tabbed over thing. Yeah. And then if I scroll down, that, okay, there we are. One, Jimmy Potter, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> The first and only Jimmy Eat World podcast in existence. <laughs> uh, That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, well, uh, uh, I I think often about that. And it, I don't get hung up on it because we have solid numbers and consistent numbers, which is great. My thought is, as a Jimmy Eat World fan, were I to one day think to myself, oh, shit, is there a Jimmy Eat World podcast? And I looked it up and there were over 100 episodes. I'd be so stoked. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I know, I right? Like, these guys didn't give up. And I can go hunt and choose songs and all that shit. Like, hell yeah. And you know what? Talking about, like, legacy and, and uh, leaving a mark. We've, we've mentioned this so many times based on Jim's lyrics. Uh, but just about leaving a legacy. And this is a huge thing to be able to leave. Our it's, kids, we're gonna be, we're gonna die, and our kids are gonna be like, oh, I guess I should listen to that show to hear my father. I know, right? It, yeah, I, right. We're, we, until until all of those. Sorry ones for and zeros bumming you again. out, kids. <laughs> and I think yeah. about that a lot. Don't because I think I, isn't your glass half full uh, approach to it, which is this is our legacy, and I'm like, okay, that's fucking cool. Um, but then I was like, what does that really mean? That means that when I die. <laughs> Wesley and Keaton are going to listen to this and hear me talking about when I die. And well, listening to this. Only on one episode, but yeah. if they pick you with me. It's- Sorry I outlived your dad, Char and Jack. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, anyway, uh, the song is You With Me. And this is where I noticed that Rick was going as Richard Birch and not Richard E. Birch. Got it. So we're at least back to Integrity Blues, where the song is from. It's track one of shit. I wrote 10, but I meant to double check myself. Are there 10 tracks on Integrity Blues? Well, I have it out of 11. That's what I said. One out of 11. Just make 10 louder. (laughs) Um, So the song You With Me was released on October 7th. The album itself was released October 21st, 2016. JMJ and Jimmy World are the producers. Sunset Sound, Shay, JMJ, and Unit 2 are the recording facilities written by Jimmy World. Artist is Jimmy World. Singer is Jim. Featuring Courtney Marie Andrews and Robin Vining on additional vocals, wow. which is fun to hear. Yeah. Uh, the label is RCA and Exotic Location Recordings. And I happened to look on Discogs on the vinyl. There was a little more info, which I found interesting. Phonographic copyright, Exotic Locations Recordings. Copyright is Exotic Location Recordings. Licensed to RCA Records. Marketed and distributed by Sony Music Entertainment. I hate business. I don't understand why anybody thought that this was a good idea or a good way to. I just don't like the idea that so many people have to shake hands. Something right. is fucking I, I know, fishy. Yeah, well, man. yeah, there is definitely something underneath <laughs> the water that we're not seeing. Not with the band, but just like oh yeah, the behind I don't the know, scenes. Man, oh, there's the, there's too many things happening behind the scenes. I don't like it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh. That made for a great record, which I found interesting listening to. Uh, I think we have a bunch of m- bunch more YouTube reviewers in this episode. Sorry, everybody. Not a lot of covers. Um, but uh, it felt like everybody was like apologizing for this record and not in a way that like, oh, this record sucks. No, everybody's like this record rules. Why did the fans sleep on it? 
I didn't feel like I slept on it. And all the fans I know that like this record love this record. So I'm not sure who slept on it, but people that this record apparently was slept on and I don't get it. Um, and I'm going to blame that this exotic location recording, which was licensed to RCA records and then marketed and distributed by Sony music entertainment. That's what, that's happened. what happened. It, it must <laughs> have been. Happened. <laughs> it must have been. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, uh, notable high note of A4 and F sharp 4. Notable low notes of D3 and B2. Uh, no demo that I'm aware of. Uh, played 75 times. First played October 7th, 2016 at Park City, Utah. Most recently played September 21st, 2017 at the Majestic Ventura Theater in Ventura, California. My guess is you were probably at that show? Uh, That's your neck of the woods. Uh, wait, where was this one? September 21st, 2017 at the Majestic Ventura Theater in Ventura, California. Most likely, yeah. I was most likely yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says 24.4 thousand listeners, 114 thousand scrabbles, 22 of which are from me. How many do you have? On 116, this? man. Holy crap. I love this album. Is this is, this is remember, this is like the sister album to, <laughs> to Futures for me. Clarity, yeah. Oh, uh, futures, futures yeah, sure. for me, yeah, yeah. I think futures, clarity, integrity. Yeah, blues they're very are much all, all in that, that same bucket. bucket we There's your bucket. Last week, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've always felt, for me personally, just because I love futures, it, it on a personal level, it goes from futures to integrity blues. Um, yeah, which I mean, and, and integrity blues has changed for me as as far as what it represents. And uh, but you can see all of my scrabbles that show how much I love this album from the time that it was That's dropped. So, I love that. Yeah. I think I, I think my 22 is not indicative of how many times I've heard the song, um, knowing how uh, in the past we've talked about my uh, my last FM scrabbles not being um, uh, reliable. Right. Um, and this right. is a do I get a pickle with that music song? It's a B minor key, 10 A Camelot, 136 BPM, 518 duration. Uh, and I have no other notes than this is. I would think, other than 555, the most JMJ track. Yeah? Oh, and so okay. let's say it's the most JMJ track of Integrity Blues, whereas 555 is probably the most JMJ class, the, the more, the most JMJ track of Surviving. Yeah. Um, okay, and, I'll take uh, that. Yeah. And that's, uh, that is all I have for stats and uh, structure for this. Do you want to jump yeah. into the lyrics? Let's jump into those, these lyrics here. I'm going to pull up the liner note lyrics just in case. Okay. Yeah. Let me know if I got anything wrong here. Uh, all right. Not wrong, but different. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong, just different. All right. Here we go. So verse one, uh, first half of this verse, uh, I don't stand a chance against the glow of answers lighting up your face across the pillow landscape. And it sounds like these two, uh, I, I thought it was pillowed landscape like clouds, right? It's pillow though, right? Pillow. Pillow. And, and that changes. In Jim's handwriting. Yes. And that changes my uh, my approach to this whole song here, especially with You With Me uh, opening, opening track here. So I think they're saying that it sounds like these two have found themselves in bed. The glow refers to positive, beautiful responses that maybe he's giving to her. Um, and then maybe she's way out of his league. But whatever it is, the pillow landscape to me sounds like somebody lying sideways on the pillow staring into your eyes. And that's what you see in front is the pillow yeah. uh, flowing. And that's what, which is even 
it's 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 an even better visual than because pillow yeah. landscape i thought pillowed landscape i thought of like a, a horizon or a sunset which is pretty sure yeah a nice uh big sky country yeah which was what i had of, in my yeah. head so i thought of blue yeah. and blues and whites and now i think of like like a dark room with like some mm. some lights up and then the there's the pillow and in them there so it's it's a definitely a more personal as opposed to um just an open perspective of things so let's see and the second half of this verse is the list of things i feel is crazy news to me that i would need a second wake up i that there's some cool lines in there. The list of things I feel is crazy. Yeah. The fact that Jim has used the word crazy. I use the word crazy a lot, but I use it because I have a lack. It's like, for lack of a better word, every time. But he's made crazy work. And in this case, it sounds like we're getting an idea that this guy might be very uh, stricken. Uh, and so the last yeah. line is news to me that I would need a second wake up. There's a lot of emotion going on right now. This may be yeah. a fresh relationship or a sudden realization on the on the guy's part. The second wake is like a slap in the face. That's what I'm, I think they're they're getting at. And like, is this real? And uh, it makes me think of. Uh, here's another example. Sorry, go ahead. Of a verse which does not rhyme, which we've talked okay. about. Okay, all right. Past. It's almost more like the rhyme is that the 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 there's two syllables. syllables yeah, the up. syllables yeah. line up. Yeah, landscape wake up. Yeah, you're right, and that helps because you don't think that it doesn't match at all. And it, there is the wake, which helps it to, and I don't know, like even that need a second help up. You're right, it, it's more, it could be a, any kind of word, a second get up, a second shake up. Uh, it could be any kind of word in there, but you're right, it's it's the syllables that make those two ending lines work. Yeah. Uh, and all I was going to say was, uh, it. It's funny that I, I see second wake up because I actually have a second morning for the last 11 years of my life with our the kitties. I have uh, I, I have fed them for the most part at 4 a.m. And so like you think yes. of somebody, you, you know, you think of somebody that gets up, you're like, you get up at 4 a.m., but you do it for however many days that are in you know, 11 years, it doesn't feel like anything else. I wake up, I walk to the the fridge, I give them their food and I'll, I'll take, you know, like maybe I'll take my morning vitamins then and then go back to sleep. It's a, it's probably a three minute thing. And then it's like, when I wake up next, it's like, oh, this is my second morning. So seeing the second wake up made me think of second morning. But I think what Jim is talking about in this case is more of, a, a second realization or or somebody to to slap him in the face and, and tell him uh, make him realize you're not dreaming and so this is listed uh i got my lyrics on genius so this is listed as the pre-chorus i'm sure that jim's handwriting it's all just his handwriting is it just one line after line there's no break right uh there are uh paragraph breaks but this is part of the first paragraph okay all right um and i think they did this because it goes it's all been happening, so it changes the it changes the meter there. Or the yes, the way he's and I agree. It. This is probably more of a pre-chorus than just yeah. a continuation it's, of the first verse. And it, and it probably after that whole the the fight lyric in here, it's because they've got that break that goes like one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. So that helps it to be a pre-chorus. So it's it's all been happening, like they said it might. Am I weak if I want to fight? And I think he shared his story with some friends and they maybe gave him some cautionary advice. 
And I think the weakness that he's talking about comes from wanting to fight the advice and not necessarily ah. this significant other, which is a that's a personal thing that I'm looking at. It, you could think of it from a different perspective, but like, no, I think you're right. You're right on. Cause I'm yeah. looking at how weak is used throughout this song. And that in this case is like, is the weakness that he's mentioning in these pre-choruses talking to the two preceding lyrics, which is it's all been happening. Like they said, it might, am I a weak person? If I want to fight that, if I want to uh, just say, you know what? I don't believe you guys. So I think that's what he's getting at here is setting the stage with who he's with, and how he feels about this person, then the, I, I guess, the, what he's heard from his friends about this situation that he's in, and we're going to see where we go to in the chorus here. I've broken this into two parts here. So the first part of the chorus is, what makes our love so hard to be? Is it you, or is that you with me? For just the possibility, I'd have given anything. God, I swear, he's so good with, yeah, that's really good craft. A four uh, a four syllable word in there for just the possibility. Wait, wait. No, that's five. That's a fiver. For just the possibility, yeah. I'd have given anything. And I think what he's saying there is why is this so difficult? Is it us? Is it just you or is it us as a couple? It sounds right. it sounds like he's obsessed and willing to do anything, but is rest. Well, what's interesting is the finger is pointed at them both ways. Is it you or is it you with me? <laughs> well, and but it's, yeah, you're right. And I think of that as, do you think of that as like the, the let's say there's a guy and a girl in this scenario. Is it him pointing the finger at her, but then also saying, or is it us? But it's not me. It's not, it's not just me. Sure, yeah. It's either just you or you with me. Is it you as a person or is it the way that you are when you're right. with me? Because it can't possibly be me. <laughs> He's I don't delirious. really interpret it that way, but I yeah, think it's, I, I mean, I, he went a long way not to say that. Right. And it's, I think either way, it's a cute lyric. Is it, and that, and that's where the, we bring in the, the title of this track here is, is it you or is that you with me? For just the possibility, I'd have given anything. I mean, is he wrestling with the thought of why at this point? Like, why are we doing this? Which yeah. is a, a recurring theme is the whole why, but getting stuck in that loop. So we'll see what, where this goes. Second half of the chorus is, we play along, we sell, but only so much we can tell ourselves. Is it you or is that you with me? You with me, you with me. So the lyrics on, on Genius were wrong. They had an extra it in there. Um, oh <laughs> yeah, I made made sure that came out. But there, I think in this, and the only thing I have to oh sorry, the only thing I have to say about this is the chorus is not where the chorus goes. It is verse one, verse two, verse three, and then the chorus. That's how it's handwritten out. Okay, so one verse one a verse is the verse two starting out uh, the list of things pull like magnets. Oh really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got gotcha. you. Now so verse one, verse two, verse three. Okay, so what we have here labeled as the as the chorus, this the second half here is um what what I believe they're saying here is we, with we play along, we sell, but only so much we can tell ourselves. Is it you or is that you with me? They're convincing either themselves or their friends of this relationship. Could it be that it's working out or that they're hiding something? Um and I think that comes from but only so much we can tell ourselves. We can only fool ourselves for so long. Uh and so what I have listed as verse two, and I didn't know what this lyric was. Pull like magnets, cloud of static. The air between is punishing, but nothing happens. They are attracted to each other, whether or not they mentally choose to be. The static represents some kind of disconnect or like an area of frustration. 
um, miscommunication. The air between sounds like distance, and it could be either fig- figurative or physical, uh, yet they push on even through the pain. All of that could be gleaned from these three lines, pull like magnets, cloud of static, the air between is punishing, but nothing happens. So not a lot that Jim really says, cool cool words that he chooses, but what I gleaned from that is this, just that they're, it seems like they're, they can't control their attraction um, there is some kind of the cloud of static, which is cool. In three words, he basically says there's some kind of there's some kind of uh, thing that we can't figure out between us. And then also the air between is punishing, but nothing happens. It's like we understand that this space that's between us hurts us, but nothing is going to change. We are going to persist onto this. Um, and then I have a, the the second pre-chorus here is scared to say it even to yourself. Am I weak if I want to help? And I think here Jim is saying the word that describes their feelings or desire is scary to say out loud. It's even scary to say in your mind. That's what he's saying with even to yourself. This is like a weird thing to be having, a thought to be having. And it sounds like he wants to persuade or push her into a decision. So it sounds like this song is definitely from the perspective of this gentleman, um, you know, first saying like the list of things I feel is crazy, talking about is it you or is it you with me, and now saying am I weak if uh, I want to help, but I'm going to push you into kind of making a decision one way or another. Then we have the chorus again and a sweet little guitar solo, which it's a, what do you think of the guitar solo, David? I love it. It's a hammer, hammer on yeah. and pull offs. So I dig it. Yeah. Okay. So we got the little guitar solo in there and then the, we got one last verse in a pre-chorus here. And I and, love the core, uh, the choral. We didn't talk about it in the intro, but it's here in the bridge uh, too. Yeah the the choral Oz and I've, I assume that's where we hear Courtney and Robin probably doing his falsetto uh in there here let with, me bring uh, this up probably Jim yeah I want to bring this up because there's a couple of things the one of the first notes that I didn't even go over was double vocals by Jim and the harmonies in this so let's do this in the very beginning how this opens up and you can hear Jim um and probably I guess it's I thought it was him but it's probably Courtney Murray Andrews up on top but you can hear like with the Oz and then I think it's just him when he comes into the verse, but he's doing two vocal lines. But I love, yeah, and I love the atmosphere this has. Totally. So twinkly. Got the shaker in there. Oh, yeah. Rick with a nice little bass line. Yeah. That's the JMJ part. Yeah. Adding in a little bit more drum. Like these sound like flat round, flat wound strings. Yeah. I love how much reverb and chorus is on this. I think his second layer vocals come in in the second half, though. We'll see. Or maybe it's the pre-chorus. Yeah, here it comes. There it is. Yeah. There it is.
Yeah, three-part harmony in there, man. Damn, David. hear it uh there is a couple of guitar licks in there it's like a flat guitar probably jim's uh telly but it's just they're the little licks and it's like very hard to hear low in the mix sure but yeah, yeah. it's J- it's it's uh justin Meldell johnson probably just saying that we got to add this stuff in there especially in this opening track so there's that there's those we got to hear your oz in the beginning those harmonies to the which come back in the bridge the freaking yeah. three-part harmonies gosh i love harmony and then let's listen to that guitar solo since we're in here. So three minutes and 18 seconds. Listen to Jim uh, do a little bit of some hammer-ons and some shredding in here. Yeah, it's your Oz, man. This is so driving. So yep. good. Wait for bass. Oh, and then you got bass. the modular synthesizer hitting right here. Is that JMJ Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. This is like... And you got the like the stellar synth in the back there kind of backing up the the walk up the scale. Oh, this is such... uh, I love it. I love the work that they did on this. This is why I love this whole album so much. So I think I had one... uh, Oh, yeah. I think I was starting on verse three. I got a couple of things. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the guitar solo. Listen to the Oz. Listen to the harmonies. Listen to that guitar solo um, in its entirety. Uh, Let's see. So verse three, wrong, I'm certain, and it's sad to think of expecting different outcomes with a better question. He knows deep down that nothing may come from this. Even reframing the question or asking something different will not change this inevitability. And this is one of those... Those those total uh, Jimmy Eat World things where they've got uh, it's not necessarily three they don't come in threes but the the sections of the song is like here's setting the stage here's the conflict and then here's how this is resolved if it's positive or negative and I think in this case this individual is realizing that this there may be nothing that comes from this and I, this is one of those things that I love about this band this last pre-chorus before the chorus plays two times through. This is like that thing where when you read this last little bit, you can you can take what you want from it and feel how you want about the ending of this story. Fear and comfort are both one 
the same. Is it is that in the liner notes? Is it one and the same, or is it are both one the same? You know, stand by, standing by, both one comma the same. There we go. Fear and comfort are both one the same. Am I weak if I want to wait? He's become used to both ends of the spectrum. The fear that things may never be and the comfort of knowing that this person is there. And this person, or they are, considering waiting as long as it takes. So that's one of those things where, yes, you do see that the cards are stacked against them. But they are going to do what they need to do and wait and go through this cycle that they've described earlier in this song. And I, I just love how they feed those through and you can hear this story in so many other Jimmy world songs throughout the, the, you know, their previous discography, but it's just written in a different way. He uses different sounds. I mean, in this case, they have a different producer, but it's, it's that, it's that same story, but you don't hear that same story unless you actually tried to analyze it. And uh, I, I don't know, man, this is like, I, I'm just like gushing over this because this is like one of my, one of my favorite albums and, and a, what a cool opening track. That's that's it. And then the chorus repeats a couple of times and then they repeat, is it you or is it you with me? You with me, you with me. So good. Yes, so good, David. Sorry, I don't know if you could tell how it's happy got I am. all the right ingredients. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does. It does. It definitely does. Uh so track notes. This has individual artwork that I can't find anywhere except for wherever I found this one. This is uh oh, Genius had this. Uh and it looks like it's from the same photo shoot from the album uh cover and uh it's uh it's like a flash shot uh-huh. um of the girl like grabbing her uh collar there looking down and then uh, uh it's a tight from her eye down to her wrist ah, uh, as yeah. it's up on her thing there and then it says Jimmy World you with me but if i search uh apple music this this was not released as a single um that came with artwork or anything like that. But we do have a couple things. One of which is the lyric video that was released yeah. on October 7th, 2016. So let's take a look at this lyric video. Uh, and this has some great stock footage that looks like a world's fair of some sort with a sphere that people are walking in and out of. And this very specifically looks like Spaceship Earth at Walt Disney World. And then next to it is a very tall, pointed structure that looks kind of like the Washington Monument. Um, and I, so I did not do research into what exactly this is, but to me, it looks like a World's Fair that people are walking in and out of exhibits that were built for this World's Fair. I'm not sure where this takes place, if these structures are still standing. Huh. But it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. I love this stuff. Archival footage. I'm going to search the comments while we... All right, go ahead. This looks pretty neat, man. Is that the 1956 World's Fair at New York City or something? Amazing. 1964 New York's World's Fair. Uh, so that's interesting. 1964 World's Fair. Oh my god. Walt Disney premiered many attractions at that World's Fair, but I don't see that, that specific sphere 
at the New York World's Fair. Uh, it's a small world premiered at the 1964 World's Fair. As did uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, the 1964 World's Fair comes up in the movie that is black. But I'm not seeing that specific speech. Oh, man. So let me take a look. I'm going to look up World's Fair Sphere, and this very much looks like what that is. This is the Trilon and Perisphere. Perisphere, huh? Harrison and F-O-U-I-L-H-O-U-X. With the onset of the Great Depression in the 1930s, the Great World's Fairs had that had been held around the globe since the Crystal Palace exhibition of 1851 lost much of their momentum with the specter of another global conflict looming like a storm cloud on the horizon in the latter half of the decade prospects for the future only grew darker. It was in this era of uncertainty and fear that the gleaming white Trilon and Perisphere of the 1939 New York world's fair made their debuts the centerpiece of an exhibition that presented a vision of hope in for things to come. This does not look like footage from the thirties. No. So I'm a little, in, I, I, it very much is these two structures, but why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look up Trilon and Perisphere. And when did these become things again in culture located the Trilon theater, 1940, a DC comic books, 1985, 1995. I mean, we're just out of the right. Time yeah, we are not. This def- footage looks like from the 50s or yeah. 60s. I would say yeah. Judging from what my grandpa had showed me, this looks like 50s or 60s. <sighs> so I'm not sure why we would be seeing 30 year old, a 30 year old location with activity activity happening, but uh, it looks pretty cool. It does. And it might have been one of those things where, guys, this I, I came across, and we have no idea what we're going to do for this video, but I came across some old footage, you know, when I was going through the back lot of this place, and I was like, I can edit this and, and put this, yeah. I can superimpose the text to look like it fits with it. I've done this for, yeah, for my, uh, for my old podcast, Remain Seated Please, I found video, a film that my grandpa had taken of uh, Disneyland in 67, I think is where I landed on it. Yeah based off of context clues and I <laughs> uploaded it to YouTube and it's like our most popular upload. There you go. Like and you know, that, that's, that could have been, yeah. that could have been the simplest explanation explanation for this, uh, this content here. Uh, something yeah, that somebody's grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, glad that <laughs> look what I found. Yeah. Of what those structures are. Uh, and, uh, and that was released October 7th, 2016. Um, what, what kind of track notes do you have for this, Justin? Uh, track notes. Uh, aside from the double vocals by Jim and the harmonies, uh, nothing else. But I do have a few articles that this shows up in. Oh yeah, tell me. You want to go? Okay, so let's start with let's start with punk news. A lot of them were referring back to that lyric video, 
So this one in particular, punknews.org uh, from John Gentile, uh, posted five years ago, Jimmy World have released a new lyric video. It's for their song, You With Me, off Integrity Blues Out, October 21st. See the video below. There were four comments, uh, from all from five years ago. Keithy Bobeefy says, I like it, but I've liked pretty much everything they've put out. And then Joseph Cornejo replies, yeah, so far I'm liking these more than the last effort. Damages was good, but these songs seemed a bit more layered and varied, which I agree. Like I think Damages is a very raw album. A couple more. Slab says, if you could read Jim Adkins' mind in this photo, it would say, where have you been, young man? I've been worried sick. It's a terrible, terrible photo of them. Um, I will copy this and I can send it to you. This is, uh, <laughs> like they have some good ones. There's one really good picture of them that's been reused and you can see the i think it's the phoenix lights in the background it was the same image that i posted on a twitter of them when i aged them and it's just like a nice clear picture it's a nighttime shot they've got the flash behind them this is like terrible so i i agree with them he definitely looks like he's trying to shame his kid uh the last comment was one v uh f i'm sorry one v four no is this how they sound nowadays that's not bad at all and then they link to the Heartbreak song from Kelly Clarkson. I don't know why, but so, yeah, that was just a couple of things. It was just, again, it was another mention of that. Um, I do have something from Rock Seller Magazine again. So this is the second time this magazine's come up in the last couple of weeks. Jimmy Eat World stream You With Me off new LP Integrity Blues due out 1021. Uh, and then they go on to link to the lyric video. It's the third song we've now heard off Integrity Blues, which will be released in full on October 21st. It comes after the songs Sure and Certain and Get Right, which were premiered in recent weeks. Stay tuned for more. Check out Jimmy World's upcoming tour dates below. No comments on that one, but just a little bit more to say. Um, I Oh, Chorus FM, Craig Ismaili, October 26th. Oh, I'm sorry, October 21st, 2016. Highly recommend. I love that two highly recommends in a row. And let's see what they had to say here with guy. Um, it's a first listen I will never forget to an album which is even more remarkable than the band's incredible track record would have predicted. As the angelic opening harmonies of lead track You With Me kicked in and the rumbling, propulsive drum beat enveloped me, it was hard not to feel like this was an album specifically made for that precise moment in space and time. While that first listen imbued the record with immediate emotional resonance, it was subsequent listens where the depth and scope of songwriting achievement of Integrity Blues struck me. As vocalist Jim Adkins stated in his post introducing the album, thematically, Integrity Blues is a record about self-improvement and progression. It's about accepting life on the terms of life and becoming willing to accept the best any of us have is to be in a state of progress. Lead single, sure and certain, epitomizes the struggle uh, to... Uh, work towards self-improvement. The clever ways I try to change happen and pass, leaving me the same. So another glowing review from uh, Chorus FM, this time from Craig Ismali. And there's one last one that I wanted to mention that I, it kind of comes along with that Chorus FM uh, review. We, I, which, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking on which last Integrity Blues song we had done. I think I read the opening lines to this and talking about how this individual was traveling a lot and trying to find themselves. And this album came along and really cleared things up for them. There was a story that had to go with that Chorus FM mm. review, right? Okay, I came across this uh, from TalkHouse.com 
And it was dated December 14th, 2016. And it's titled On Jimmy World and Finding Your Favorite Band at 37 by Amy Fleischer Madden, uh, owner of uh, Fiddler Records, reflects on age, obsession, and fandom. It's a short article. So if you want to look for it, go just either go to talkhouse.com or just search for Amy Fleischer Madden, Jimmy World, you'll find it. I read the whole article. It's lovely hearing her story about growing up in Miami, Florida, traveling eight hours to see Jimmy World up in Gainesville. And nice. Yeah. And then this is what she had to say at the, at the very end of this is, um, I have to admit, I was a little worried how this record would hit me. I couldn't bear another record missing the mark. Thank God it doesn't. And sure, you can argue that it hits me right because I'm back into music. I'll take that argument any day, but I really think their latest effort, studio album number nine, is not to be missed. Regardless of what it's really about, when Jim Atkins sings, is it you or is that you with me on the opening track? I swear he's talking about my musical conundrum. How did he know? All along I've been wondering, is it them or is it me? I've been worried, <laughs> so worried, that I was incapable of loving new music, that I'd never get that overwhelming desire to listen to a record over and over and over like I used to. But I found that feeling with Integrity Blues, and it's glorious. I share that whole sentiment. Not that I lost faith in music, but what she talks about is the same time that I kind of fell out of love with their music is very similar to hers. And her realization at the end that the band never changed. They've changed sounds. They've tried different things, but they've always been that same band. And the fact that I can listen to Integrity Blues on severe repeat, David, shows that it's, I mean, it's true that the band is never gone. They've just changed sounds. They've, they've done, done their chameleon ways. So anyway, I, I really love the article. It's not very, it's like a 10-minute read. But Amy Fleischer Madden. Yeah. I've added it to my pocket. Good. Okay. It's a very quick one. You'll probably be done with it. Like you could be waiting in line for something and have read it. But I highly recommend that. It's a fun little read on her, on her uh, experience with the band. And as a musician, I'm sorry, not as a musician, as a, as a um, label, uh, I'm sorry, like a, a, the management of, of her label and just like growing up around bands. It was very reminiscent of like Michael and Carly with Weezer and just letting people sleep on your floor, Jimmy World sleep, sleep on your floor. So anyway. I've, I've gushed enough about that. So that was the last thing that I had to say on uh, as far as reviews and articles. Uh, the, I did have a quick update on the Parasphere and the Trilon. All um, right. <laughs> that stru- those structures no longer stand because in the 1964-65 World's Fair, the Unisphere replaced it. And the Unisphere, you would recognize, looks like the Universal City Walk spinning globe okay um and that that still stands in queens new york um but uh but so that footage must predate 64 65 but the fact that there's so many people walking in and out of that thing shit is that just really good footage from the 1930s like no way no way the new york world's fair was 1939 so was this like 1940, 1941? Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know, man. It seems weird. Anyway. Well, look, can you knows? see, uh, look real quick. Ah, I had it. Let's look real quick at the uh, watch together. I, I've stopped it at a couple of shoes. I mean, do any of those look like? No, they look like bell bottoms. Right? I mean, that looks like stuff. That skirt looks like something but, from. Uh, yeah, that skirt looks like a poodle skirt, though. So it's uh, like. Yeah. What are we looking at here? Yeah. Like that hat. 
Yeah. This is color footage. Yeah, that's what throws me off, the color. She's playing the air guitar there. Um, (laughs) The statue. Color film. So let me ask you this. What can you technicolor? What can you apply technicolor to? Anything, right? Because they started it with Gilligan's Island, and that was 1964 to 67. I mean, The Wizard of Oz came out in 39, and that was a huge Yeah, there you go. Okay, so me, I don't know. I don't know, David. It's tough to say. Let's look up Color Film 1939 World's Fair. Ha ha. Robert Martins on YouTube has 1939 New York World's Fair HD Color a home vill- a home movie by Gustav Martins. 16 millimeter Kodachrome home movie of the 1939-1940 New York World's Fair photographed by Gustav Martins who lived from 1900 to 1977 of College Point, New York. Edited for YouTube by me, Gustav's grandson, Robert. Includes visual highlights from the live presentation, Railroads on Parade, combined with soundtrack excerpts from the score composed by Kurt Weil and an extended sequence of the nighttime Lagoon of Nations fountain and the fireworks display. Gus filmed on 16mm Kodachrome using a spring-powered handheld home movie camera. The resolution of the video is superior to the version that I uploaded to YouTube in 2008. Special thanks to Mr. Guy Walker, who, only a few years ago, discovered the long-lost sound recordings of the Railroads on Parade pageant and graciously allowed me to use them in this video. The Superb film to video transfer is by Duart Media Services of New York City. Justin, I believe this we is have... the source of the footage. There we have it. Wow. wow, David. We figured it out. It is from 1939 and it just looks incredibly good. Wow. I can't believe how good this footage looks. Wow, you're right. That is amazing. I want to go to there. <laughs> Thank you, Gustav. I want to Martins. live in this footage. That's ninety, almost ninety. Um, no, not really. Eighty, uh, yeah, eighty years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> no, yeah, that's impressive, man. Wow, it's like living I mean, now but with good, old clothes. Look how good this footage is. It's insane. Like I would have never guessed that they could manicure a lawn like that or make <laughs> water fountain walls like that in the thirties. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, yeah, they can. It's proof. America. America. Like that looks like like I'm looking at a shot right now of like a clock tower type brick building that looks like the American Pavilion at Epcot. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm saving this to the you with me. Good idea. I'm glad. Everyone can Great. watch it. Yeah, watch it. It's worth it. This looks like they shot it at Epcot. I mean, the whole point of Epcot at Walt Disney World was to be a perpetual World's Fair. And sure enough, this looks like Epcot. This is incredible. This guy, Gustav, shot title cards for every sequence. This Gustav's amazing. Let's see. Gustav Martins. And guess what? He's, I'm going to go ahead and say from the the last name Martins, uh, I'm going to guess, is that Dutch? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Martins. Ah, yes. North German and Dutch. Yep. And so one of my, one of my, (laughs) one of my long lost family members. I'm going to scrub through this footage and see, do I recognize anything specific from this thing? Not really, but this is great. I mean, even this fountain show is incredible for 1939. 
I jumped to 15 minutes here. Yeah. I mean, it's not Bellagio Fountain, but... It's still impressive. It's really impressive. Wow. I'm going to turn on my audio real quick because it says it's crediting a song called Traveling, and I hope it's the song I think it is. Yep. Where do you know that song from? Oh, cartoons. Like, you know, oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I remember when Susie got a job out, uh, or she got transferred to a store all the way out in, uh, I want to say Arcadia or something like that. And I was like, oh, you can take the train. And she was like, I have to take the train an hour and a half every day. I was like, oh, I would just put on that song from the cartoons. Anyway. That didn't last very long. Anyway, uh, so wow, mystery solved. Thank you. Um, I have uh, a couple things. I have a song facts facts blurb. All right. Many of the songs Jimmy Eat World lead singer Jim Adkins writes about are relationships that are out of balance. In this track, the singer is wondering if his partner is giving him the put on. Is it you or is that you with me? He asks. When you're facing adversity, especially in a relationship, I think how your role contributes to it is always the last place you're going to look to address a problem. Adkin said in a Song Facts interview, you'll look in every direction, and uh, but ignore your role. It's not sexy, and it's not what people really want to hear, but that's what you can control. You can't make this other person happy they're responsible for their own happiness and you're responsible for yours trying to pin your own sense of self-worth and and happiness on what someone else is going to bring you is always going to fail says jim to song facts uh next is oh i love this we talk about this uh every now and again this is a promo sticker song in the sense that if you looked at the sticker on the album uh, it says the new album featuring sure and certain get right. You with me includes MP3 album download code, jimmyeatworld.com. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I used to live off of those. Uh, I remember I was at borders. It must've been a borders or something like that. And, uh, this is at the Howard Hughes Center. What is now the Howard Hughes center? And I listened to a record and I couldn't believe how much I loved it. And I could not remember the name of the band, but it very specifically on the promo section sticker said for fans of dashboard confessional. And I was like, this doesn't sound anything like dashboard, but this is terrific. Uh, and it turned out to be tell all your friends by taking back Sunday. Okay. Um, but it was the promo. Uh, and I, it took me probably two years to find that record and be like, what was that record? I listened to that one time. That was so good. Um, and, uh, and I found it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, promo stickers work, man. Uh, next, Justin, do you want to play, uh, the MG to my SW? <laughs> this is from, um, Mike Galita's blog. Remember we talked about Mike Galita before where he had a back and forth about, uh, each album with, I don't know, himself or something. He's a bass player of sure some I, band. I will be your Mike anyway. Galita. Yeah. All right, so I'll be SW. I've been going to Jimmy Eat World shows regularly for over two decades, and the Integrity Blues Tour was among the band's best. I concur. Do you concur? I do concur, doctor. Doctor? I'm surely certain. I am certain, and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) FYI, I like this record a lot more than Damage, and I really like Damage. Are you listening? Is that you, or is that you with me? You with me. You with me. 
And this has been Jimmy Pod. <laughs> uh, next is um, Uprox did a top 30 leading up to surviving. And this landed at number 20 on Uprox list. Uh, you with me, judging from just the first minute of You With Me, Jimmy Eat World heard Meldal Johnson's work with M83 and said, yeah, give us all of that. <laughs> For an album intended as a bold reinvention of Jimmy Eat World's sound, You With Me shows a remarkable amount of patience and stamina throughout its five minutes, surging through its subtly witty chorus and allowing themselves as much time as they need to luxuriate in the production. Jimmy Eat World sounded fantastic on You With Me, and on the next song, they were truly back. That was because they rated it with, I thought there was no blurb at first, but they rated You With Me and Sure and Certain as number 20 and 19, so they go into the Sure and Certain blurb next. Consequence of Sound has a blurb. Tom Eats World 2. Tom had long ago settled into letting Blister be his big solo song at concerts by this point. Still, he's as strong as a uh, he's as strong a backing vocalist as ever on tracks like Through, You With Me, and It Matters. Uh, so that is the consequence of sound blurb, um, where they talk about him being a back- backing vocalist on You With Me, which is not even true. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he is because he's part of the band. He wouldn't be labeled as somebody who provided additional vocals. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, I have a YouTube review from what guy? Uh, can you guess who <laughs> at 607? Um, is, wait, a YouTube review. Is it Mr. Movie Phone? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> At 6.07, let's jump to 6. Sure and certain even has a nice little guitar pattern that I didn't see coming from them, especially on a lead single. You With Me has become a bit tiresome to me as I've played this album over and over again. It's the lead-off track on Integrity Blues, and we see the guitar structure there paired up with some electronics. Not really sounding that great, but obviously we have so many moments on the album to contrast that. And especially, I have to give praise and highlight the tune through. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, Mr. Movie. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the uh, ARTV review. Now, I must be remiss because I am pretty sure this showed up in J.T. O'Donnell's post, and I want to find that. We don't want to miss J.T. O'Donnell. We missed him once, and I feel like we've let him down. So make sure. Yeah, I know. That's why I can't be. I know. We can't can't do this twice. uh... (laughs) Oh, Jake. I'm pulling it up. Oh, right. It was there, and then it was here. Oh, I definitely wrote it down. I don't know where I put it, but I definitely have it. So I will read it to you live from his blog. Oh, I put it in the community section. Uh Here it is in my thing, which I am moving to now if you are done with track. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, You are legal at this number. Uh, 21. Ah, no, 18. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Legal for what? (laughs) Uh. Before convening to record their ninth studio album, Jimmy Eat World asked themselves an honest question. Why should we make another record? Not many successful bands with over two decades under their belts would ask such an audacious question, but they were honest about it in their media interviews leading up to the release of Integrity Blues. Speaking about the idea of 
continuous improvement, Jim told an Arizona radio station, I think every day you're not asking yourself that. You're denying yourself the opportunity to grow. Why do any of this right now? If you've got an answer for that, then nothing can touch you. We talked about this already. If you don't have an answer, then you've got your marching orders for the next day. Ever the introspective group, they took their perspective and cranked out their best album in over a decade and the massive sounding table setter, You With Me, signals that recommitment to excellence immediately. Exhilarating, life-affirming, bright and exciting at an almost heavenly level, You With Me is everything that was missing from damage and a good chunk of invented. From the opening acoustic strums and high harmonies to the frantic drumming and massive sounding choruses, You With Me is everything you'd want from a Jimmy Eat World song and such a memorable opening to a great record. It is the supremely confident sound of a band using over 20 years of experience to show their capabilities and to say they weren't going anywhere. So that is what Jake T. O'Donnell wrote as number 18. Well said, Jake. On his top 100 list. Uh, what do you have I, from I Kim? got uh, five years ago, Grow Life Trainer, uh, lyric video for You With Me, new single. Uh, nothing else but the link to the video, so just a uh, Reddit link. Uh, Rowan5215 says, you know how everyone in here was freaking out over Sure and Certain, saying it was yeah. the best Jimmy song in years? I was disappointed because I didn't feel the same, but I do with this song, fucking gorgeous and hummable as shit. I love it. <laughs> Doesn't Good. mince words. Uh, new account bitches says, I love the drums. I love the chorus. I love the song. I love the guitars. I love the Jimmy. I love the eat. I love the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good shirt. I love the Jimmy. I love the eat. I love the world. You're right. I'm going to upvote that. Well, I can't. It's five years old, but, uh, and then I have JG429 from a year ago, uh, song of the week. You with me from user mm -hmm. idiot with flammables. The reason when I first started to get interested in the band uh, last year, I went straight to Integrity Blues as the first album to jam. Weird, I know. I thought of Jew as an emo band based on people's opinions, but I couldn't be more wrong on this song as the first of the 11 that was waiting for me. This is the very first song that I loved, and I couldn't be more happier. Uh, top comment in this thread, 10 points from a year ago, Mecha Pangolin. I have waxed and waned on Integrity Blues as a whole. Really loved it when it was released, but since then I found myself cooling on a, a lot of the songs on it. That's fine, though. The thing I've always liked about Jimmy World's albums is that they are thematically different, yet strangely consistent. Sound means that I'll reappreciate an album again when the mood is right, and yet I'll never dislike it either. Either You With Me is my favorite track from the album, though, and even... When I'm waning on Integrity Blues, I still enjoy hearing this. The bridge is just so unashamedly Jimmy World. I love the tempo and lyrics, and the chorus is fab. As openings go, it's a really strong one for me. That was good. I concur. yes. Um, I walking on a wire four years ago. Integrity Blues Survivor results, and ah, oh, it was so close. The results are in. You with me, fans might now be expecting different outcomes with a better question, considering it has now been eliminated with fifty-two percent of votes. So the winner is Paul Roger. There we have it. So first place was Paul Roger, and then second place with 12 votes, 52% was You With Me. I was hoping it would have bested uh, Paul Roger, but it did not. <laughs> uh, last thing I have here is from 63. Yes. Okay. 
and the link I sent has something to do with it. Okay, this. I have this set up in my Spotify, by the way, <laughs> um, if we want to listen to it live. and I, the, Oh, okay, I want to hear what you did, and I want to hear what okay, I did. All right, here we go. Just watch the fireworks, and you with me on the 12-second, uh, I imagine they're meant to say gapless option on Spotify. Gapless. Right? Yeah. I began playing more music with the gapless option after I saw a previous post about delivery on repeat. These two songs could be next to each other on album if Just Watch the Fireworks was more produced. I'm not saying it should be. I mean, I'm not saying it should, but more like how much 555 is uh, or 555 is produced opposed to the rest of Surviving. So I think what they're saying is just less guitar driven, more um, synthetic sound underneath. So do you yeah. want uh, here? What I did is I took those two songs in order and then I just slammed the crossfade to the max which is 12 i did find that there's a sweet spot with it okay yeah i'm interested to hear okay. what you did but i did and i i did a different thing because i don't have spotify so okay. let's hear yours and then we'll let's listen to two hear mine which is the link i said okay so i'm gonna pause this and i'm gonna jump to 643 of just watch the fireworks into you with me at 12 seconds of gap So with this, you can tell it how many seconds to do a crossfit. Yes. Yeah. So I found a, a nice little sweet spot. I liked 10 seconds. So let me just jump to 10 seconds real quick sure, and then yeah. hit this back. Go back to my previous track here. And then 643 again. There's a little bit of a, a, a click that mine does. that, uh, But I liked the 10 better than the 12. I get what they're getting at, though, with that. So let's let's yeah, see what sure. you have here with this. Just Yeah. <laughs> I saw you uploaded this earlier. I was wondering what the hell it was. Um, do you want to preface this with anything? Uh, no. I just I, I took what I assumed it was, and I made this, and I thought it was okay. perfect. Okay. All right. Here we go. I gave it a lot of lead time. Sorry, I wanted to. This way we could hear the production of this versus the production of You With Me. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Right when. The... So you're taking out the fade in yeah. and you just go right into it. Yeah. I see. That's sick. So yeah, I thought that worked really well. Did you leave in some Oz? Or did you cut right before the Oz? Oh, uh, I think I cut right before Uh, the Oz. Oh, maybe you left some in, baby. (laughs) I just gave it some context. Oh, yeah. Great. And, yeah. and this goes again. Bands need to keep doing this. I, I don't give a shit yeah. if your song doesn't work in a playlist. Sorry. It's your <laughs> art, not some fucking yeah. algorithms. Although I'm sure that every exec 
and every band and every artist now will probably tell you that that's not true that it has to be playlistable or else if it doesn't work in a playlist no one's gonna want to play it so i don't know right but i loved that i thought that was a terrific version of that um i only pulled the first time it was played live in uh park city uh this was posted by daisy marie on uh youtube that was the only one i pulled did was there anything you wanted to see or pull specifically to look at no no all right let's take a look at this you with me first time ever played exclamation point jimmy world park city utah (laughs) this is a this is a new song that just came out yesterday no today actually stage swap yeah yeah all right and that's what i had for the live version i have four covers ah you came across across way more than i did oh really well who do you got yeah i got nick splendor i got nick splendor i didn't write anything okay i don't think i watched any of these okay i wanted to do it live all right well you can go ahead if you have nick splendor you can go ahead. i have one special one that i wanted to uh play at the very end but so let's go through these ones. Okay, Nick Splendor. Here we go. Cover, You With Me by Jimmy Eat World. Open parentheses, what I think it sounds like. Close parentheses.
capable yeah really good i only listened to a clip of it and i was like that sounds okay that sounded great yeah man (laughs) i should have listened some more did you come across the swede no i did not the The swede Swede. i believe the swede is going to teach us how to play this acoustically it's got capo on two playing a c there Like an A minor? It's an A minor, yeah. Chord talk, baby. Yep, there's the A minor. That's a a G to an A minor. It's an interesting G shape. Yeah, it's the open G. What's up, YouTubers? This is the Swede coming at you from <laughs> Silver Lake, Los Angeles. And, Silver uh, Lake! Oh, it looks like Silver yeah, Lake. Show me the song. You That's a nice Silver Lake me. sunlight. Yeah, no it's kidding, a very right? Cool song. I start with putting a capo on fret two. That's what we said. Yeah. <laughs> and we only have a few chords, not too many. See, look at those wristbands. With a C major. I think his ring is a fucking bottle opener. That's great. Second fingers, uh, first fret B string. Second, first finger on the B string. Second finger, second fret D string, and uh, third finger on the third fret A string. This guy's like the audio guy at Silver Lake Lounge or something. Put the pinky yeah. on the high E <laughs> on the third fret to get the top note. And then we're gonna move to an A minor. So what you do from here, well, dude? Is this is great. Third finger, Look at us knowing. Other two. Yeah. Are. Move that there. Look at us. Second fret G string. Fuck the lemons and bail. <laughs> so you want the pinky on top there. It's easy enough. And homie just went to a show last night. Check that out. That's what or I was he was saying, in the hospital. Man. He's like the sound guy at Sunset at uh, uh, Silver Silver Lake cool. Lounge. And then they start strumming. Then we have a G major. Second finger, second fret A string, third finger, third fret E string, and pink on top on the third fret. Oh, he's not doing anything with his ring finger or his pointer finger. Yeah, it just it's look, it's an optical illusion. Yeah, there's that G baby. I want to hear him go to that F. All right, Justin. Come on, sweet. Come on, sit. It's an F, baby. Come on, F, F, F. 
One more A minor. Oh, please, this is it, the Swede. For the chorus, we have F. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> play F like this. <laughs> so, which is. That's why we thought it was a C. Two. He was cheating. Hell yeah. I like to so play half like this. First fret. <laughs> I know someone who's going to be happy about Second that chord. Yes! Got the right one. And third finger on the A string, third fret, and pinky on That's the how I play my Fs, too. That looks way do, like, easier. I fucking hate bar chords. F yeah. Fifth in the bass. Back to the G. One, two, three, four. Do the A minor. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, F. baby there it is have fun with the song uh, please subscribe yeah. please like and <laughs> slam that like button more cool music and songs thank you alright so day. I've got Philip Prentice and Sugar Pill oh I didn't catch the Sugar Pill okay so I'll go Sugar Pill right. and then we'll do Philip here he is I think of course right. as he is wont to do the, the first cover whoa what is that shape Dreamwalker shirt right there. Angels and Airways. Ah, uh, boy. He's like... Hmm. He's definitely like... Advanced. Would be more comfortable living in a Capo 2 scenario here. I think he's playing an augmented D down to an E minor. Yep, I'm pretty confident in that. I bet the farm on it, David. are scaring me now. This might be an A to a B minor. <laughs> yeah, he's playing that A string open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's throwing me off. <laughs> but he's got that D shape remaining. Bellet, bellet. Yes. call them AFI chords because I don't know what to call them. <laughs> They're like inverted power chords. Oh, man. 
There Always good. are so many ways to skin a cat, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is Phil Apprentice whom you were saving for last? No, it's not. It's actually completely different. Oh, sick. Okay, so let's hit yeah. Phil Apprentice before we do uh, my rave DJ. Do you have a rave DJ? No, but I'll play mine before you. So I think your I think your rave DJ will save the save us from the path that we're gonna take in a moment. We'll see. <laughs> okay, Phil Apprentice. Here we go. Jimmy Eat World short cover. That's how I be playing. Stand a chance against the glow of answers Lighting up your face across the pillow Landscape, this list of things I feel is crazy News to me that I would need a second Wake up Oh, yes. Philip Prentice, um, didn't notice, gosh, I think, was it a couple of weeks ago we were talking about guitar players with long fingers? Oh, that's Phillip right. Philip Prentice yeah, yeah. has some long ones. Yeah. Damn. He's got some long-ass digits. Mitts. Lads. Yes. He's cursed That's actually mitts. where the term lad comes from, long-ass digits. Ah. Ah, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I went, this is going to be on my end. I went searching around a band camp and looked for you with me. Couldn't find anything. But I'll tell you what I did find. I found this track called Bark With Me. Oh, my God. Um, by <laughs> Level X Gangsta Shit. Oh, uh, yes. By Rappy McRapperson. Rappy um, McRapperson? Um, I'm going to send you this image. This is from 2007, January 1st of 2007. The whole aesthetic of this thing seems like something you and I would put together <laughs> in 2007. Um, but check this out. So this is called Bark With Me. about to leave wow. then oh snaps yeah. oh yeah it's it's that's a journey 
Uh, it was. It, you know, I remember the first time that I opened up GarageBand, <laughs> and it was just as good as this. So. <laughs> Okay, um, what did you send me? I found this song to be the most JMJ song uh, okay. in Jimmy World's catalog. So I thought, what's the most JMJ thing I could think of? M83, their hit, oh. Midnight City. <gasps> you Sith oh, okay. me, or you Sith video, apparently. <laughs> uh, it's not great, but it sure is a thing. So this is how I All right, it. so it's a thing. Let's see how this rave DJ fares. <laughs> Man, so far so good for me. Ah, I don't know. It's a saxophone. Yeah, it's on the vocals. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. James Jeez. King in there. Yeah. Remember when we yeah, thought right? it was James King that came out at the bowl? Yeah. And he goes, that wasn't me, guys. Oops. <laughs> nope, wasn't me. Oh, man. <laughs> Woo. Are we tapped or did you make a rave DJ? I did not you make a rave DJ. Right. That was the yeah. one thing. I, I did a lot of prepping for this episode that I was surprised with. 
that was not one of the things that I prepped. So, well, Justin, all of that said, what are your final thoughts on the song "You With Me" by the band Jimmy Eat World? I'm going to make a bold statement. I know that my favorite album is Futures, but I'm going to go ahead and say that this of these two albums, Futures and Integrity Blues, "You With Me" is the superior opening track. Man, I love this track so much, and not necessarily because just for the way that it's written, the way that it's built up, how Justin Melville Johnson has has put his, you know, slammed his uh, funk onto it, but also that it leads into a, a, such an excellent record. So th- on on both on both counts of this being a good track in and of itself, also a lead into a wonderful eleven track album. Um, this is like to me, David. This is an eleven out of ten, man. What oh, about you? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, uh, I agree. Uh, this definitely has more notes than surviving. Um, but man, I absolutely <laughs> love this song. I love the vibe that it creates. It's definitely. I mean, it was a rainy day in LA today. This is the type of song I want to be driving around at night in the rain too. Um, yeah, and uh, and knowing that CMA and Robin sing those additional vocals uh that that was the exciting thing for me on this one i never realized that so uh that is a great uh thing and i hope they bring it out of retirement because it really didn't last very long live it lasted about a year um they yeah. played it 75 times in that year but let's let's uh let's bring this back because this is a jam for sure hell yeah yeah man so I mean, I hope everybody's uh, blues are gaining integrity as everybody <laughs> continues to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes!